Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 77 of the Life Short Live Free podcast. I'm your host, Sam. I'm joined here by Johnson. We are actually not in the studio this morning. We are doing this over uh, over uh, over computer, over technology. Vox uh, is gone again today, so we just figured we'd do it this way and be a little bit easier. But uh, it's kind of, yeah, this is different. Like, this is a Sunday morning, sitting here all alone in my shop. What do you think, Johnson? This is uh, it's nice because we don't have to leave our houses, but I don't know. I kind of like being in the studio. And, yeah, it, it also gets me up and moving on Sundays because, like, I get up and do chores and stuff, but then it's like I could sit around and do nothing all day. So kind of like having to leave the house to go to the studio. It's right. kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. And I, I don't feel like such a raging alcoholic drinking like in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not this morning. I just got me some got me some cappuccino. I freaking love cappuccino. Mm. I not really a cappuccino drinker. I just drink coffee. Well, that's normally what I drink on podcast days. though. I get get the get the good stuff. Get real fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before I forget, we are we do have a couple sponsors for this show. Uh, first one being ballistic imagery. Photography and videography, hard hitting imagery, making an impact on your company. Find them on Facebook and ballisticimagery.com. dot com. Um, yeah, I use them for uh, shy works. So definitely an, an awesome service. Come in and take some badass photos for you to use on your social media and kind of really help your brand out and just get that that just right look that you're going for. So definitely check them out. Um, also, we are sponsored by Shyworks at shyworks.com, as well as on all sorts of social media, Facebook, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, all sorts of shit. Um, I was going to ask you about that truth social media here after this, Johnson. But um, if you are if you are interested in getting your gun seracoded, what we specialize in is, is uh, you take Give us the idea of what you want, and uh, we make it a reality. Anything from from theme builds to camouflages to battle worn to whatever your whatever your your brain can think up, we can make it happen. So check us out at shyworks.com. Also use coupon code LSLF10. You get ten percent off everything uh, in, on the website. Anything from mag laser magazines, mag bases, black back plates, patches, shirts. Uh, we're gonna have hats on there shortly. The hats are inbound, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that been a long time coming so uh use coupon code lslf10 and get 10 percent off uh, everything in your cart so yeah got those out of the way um also i need to mention our subscribe star if you enjoy what we do if you enjoy listening to us on a on a weekly basis go check out our subscribe star let's go over to the website there google life short live free and you can go and you for as little as a uh, 50 cents an episode you can kind of help contribute and we're not just asking for, for you to give us money. We're, we're actually giving you stuff in return. So go check that out at subscribestar.com as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, all we got for the intro. Johnson, did you do any American this week? Well, uh, you and I shot some stuff. So We did. That, that was, I mean. That was nice, dude. We need to. That was pretty to, American. Yeah, um yeah. also ordered some parts to uh change up a gun of mine that was the first 
AR I built, and there's things that I've wanted to change on it. So, got a few parts coming. And is that part of why you want the quad rail? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have forgot it this morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I'm coming to Kingsley later, so I'll probably just swing by and grab it. Well, there you go. Fair enough. But um, yeah, so I kind of I've I've been wanting uh. 18 inch gun and I really yeah. like like Mark 12 mod ones and so I kind of wanted to build something kind of like that little you know 18 inch barrel 12 inch quad rail just right. kind of inspired by a Mark 12 looking gun so sure yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, that I'll tell you what though that was really nice getting out and shooting a little bit we need to uh it was that again well, and I I really gained a renewed appreciation for that ten and a half inch gun of mine. Man, I just every time I shoot that, it's like, man, I really like this gun. And then right. you know, I really get it zeroed and got the magnifier zeroed in with it, and it was like every other shot at two hundred, just sitting at a picnic table, hit steel. You know, it's like dinging them. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm happy with that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, that was that was nice. And speaking of which, I got to, uh, this week. I'm getting two boxes of 50 BMG. Okay. So this uh, this big old boy. That's uh, it's time to go and shoot that because I got to rip it apart here to Saracota it pretty shortly. So yeah, um, we need to do our do our little dance with the 50 that we we're gonna do. So yeah, um, if you guys, I don't know if you'll hear this before. But if you guys listen to the podcast and you got an idea of something we should we should shoot with that fifty, no, like we got a bowling ball. I think bowling. I think that would be freaking just to see what it does. Yeah. Um. I thought a to- I thought a toilet would be freaking awesome. One of my <laughs> customers mentioned the toilet to me, just to just to see it freaking explode. That'll be kind of fun. But if you guys got ideas, anything else, let us know and if we can make it happen. We will. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, but I got all those, I guess I America this week. Uh, I got all those, um, that half or almost half of a five gallon bucket full of shells. Mm-hmm. I got all that cleaned up and sorted and they actually cleaned up really nice. I was, uh, I was pretty happy with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, but, hopefully we'll fill another one up here this year. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get to do a hell of a lot more shooting. Well, we gotta, we gotta go through all that ammo that old, old Mike. Mike gifted us. Yep. We uh, we don't have any excuses not to be shooting now. Right. Especially if the weather is going to be a little bit nicer. So. But yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a little bit of a different episode. Obviously, there's a there's a lot of interesting events going on in the world. Uh, the main one being obviously the the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Everybody's kind of really focused on that because this is. I mean, there's not been such a such uh, an invasion of a of a sovereign nation um, basically since the 40s, you know, um, mm-hmm. World War Two was freaking, I mean, 80 years ago, you know, other than, you know, I mean, like, you know, the, the Korea and shit like that. But as far as in uh, Europe, um, well, so and is, even just a, a nation trying to conquer another, you know. 
Those were kind of more civil conflicts or civil wars, you know, separation of North and South Korea, North and South Vietnam. And, yeah, that's true. I suppose. You know, so. Right. That's right. Pretty big deal. Yeah. And, and I think what's on a lot of people's a lot of people's mind is, you know, whether this is going to um, devolve into into a major conflict. You know, everybody's always talking about World War Three mm-hmm. and, and whether. And whether, you know, that's this is going to boil over into that. And as of this, as of right now, I mean, there's absolutely no way to tell. I mean, if you look back at the causes of the previous world wars, you know, World War One was I mean, there was a lot of lead up to it and everything. Um, but ultimately, the spark that, that really started it was just the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, Archduke France Ferdinand of Austria by uh, by a Serb nationalist. Um, and ultimately that's what plunged everybody into, into world war one, which, I mean, it seems like a very odd thing, just like one man being killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's how this shit works with, I mean, everybody's polit- politics are so intertwined, you know, and they have interests in, in different countries and, and all this stuff. And it just, it just, it happens. And, and, well, world war and I, th- II, I think the, the more, you know, as, as history goes on, the more and more countries that have alliances, you know, like NATO and ever, you know, it's everybody feels obliged to help, you know, and they have rules that they, you know, have set to where they need to help. And I mean, right. that just sparks a world war faster that way versus, you know, letting them try and duke it out. No, we need to help. You know, we said we would help through this treaty or this, you know. Right. Right. And uh, World War Two, obviously, the, what sparked that was, I mean, there was a lot of stuff leading up to this, you know, um, the political takeover by Germany in 1933 of by Adolf Hitler and the Nazi mm-hmm. party, so on and so forth. And in World War One, there was so many um, restrictions put on Germany, so they could not become a military power again that, you know, there was a lot of they just kind of brushed that off and there was a lot of military buildup. And eventually what sparked world war two was the invasion of Poland by Nazi Germany, Yeah. which I mean, we're talking about two very similar things here. The invasion of Ukraine, the invasion of Poland back then, you know? Yeah. Um, so you never know. This is, this is something that's that uh, very well could, could turn into, into uh, another major conflict. And, as of as of right now, Ukraine is not in, in NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which mm-hmm. was created created back in the forties, just after World War II. Um, and obviously, those you know, that's a that's a coalition that say, hey, if you're attacked, we're going to come to your aid. So if Ukraine was in that, obviously there'd be uh, major issues going on right now. Um, yeah, we would already be involved. Right, exactly. We'd be obligated to be involved, mm-hmm. which, you know, and that's, as Johnson was saying, you know, that's kind of what drags everybody into it. But, yep. um, I don't know, like Putin, he's obviously a fucking lunatic, but I mean, let's, let's say that he does, he does, uh, conquer Ukraine and, and that he, you know, takes that completely over. Do you see him being satisfied? satisfied with that no no i I don't don't either um he's 
I don't know. From what, from a couple of things that I've heard, it's basically they were some of the stuff that I was hearing was they were kind of talking to people in Russia and some people in the Russian government and stuff, and they were like, "So, you know, can this just all go away? You know, like can this conflict end and it's just over?" And they're like, "No, like." Putin is a wild dog, man. You let him out of the kennel and he's going to fucking run. He's, you know, and I don't think until, I don't think until he gets what he wants or he's basically out of power or dead, I don't think he's going to stop at trying to reestablish the Soviet Union. Yeah, I I, I agree. And it, I think it's hard for like normal people like us um, to understand a mentality like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just think, "Why well, I don't get it. But like when you have and, and Putin's been in power for years and years and years, you know, he's yeah. essentially became a dictator at this point. He's twisted yes. the rules so bad that, and you know, even the Russian people understand that. Right. You know, the Russian people are starting to understand that Putin's kind of just taken over and he's not. Letting anybody else in power, you know, he's just, they're, they're starting to see him as a dictator. Right. And, and I mean, he clearly, he clearly is at this point. But mm-hmm. when you get power like that, I mean, they always say absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I mean, just look at, look at what's going on right now. It, it yeah. certainly does. And one other thing I've noticed, there's been a lot of people like that are completely stumped about this. They, they can't wrap their brain around why war still exists. Uh, they just keep saying, well, it's 2022. Why is this still happening? I don't understand. And I think well, they have a. Yeah, they just have a, a fundal, a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature. I mean, yeah. I think I think most people are, you know, there's a lot of inherently good people. But mm-hmm. all it takes, all it takes is one man just like this. It took one man back in frickin' World War II, Hitler, takes yep. one man to plunge the world into, into chaos. And people's, people's complete refusal to accept the fact that there will always be war. It just kind of, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I guess I have a, I don't understand that mentality. Like, it's I don't the same reason. I, you're always going to have, and it, doesn't matter if it's political or not. If it's not political, it'll be religious. If it's not religious, it will be over money or power struggles or resources or, you know, there's always going to be something that people are going to fight over. They're yeah. going to say, I want that. That's that's mine. No, it's not. It's ours. You know, there, there will always be those struggles and there will always be fighting over it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think until the end of time, there's gonna be there's gonna be wars. It's just how humans are. Um, and I, and I was having an unrelated conversation a few weeks ago with somebody, um, and we we're they were tell telling me that they said something along the facts of you know they just didn't feel quite safe when they're out in public by themselves. And I and I says well why why don't you carry a gun? Why don't you feel the need to carry a gun? The response essentially was, well, I shouldn't have to. That's just, it's just bullshit. I shouldn't have to do that. And I agree. I mean, you shouldn't have to. You're not wrong, to. yeah. But the fact of the matter is. That doesn't does, change. That doesn't change the, the mindset of the person who wants to rob you or rape no. you or. Uh, no. 
No, you shouldn't have to, but. And, and so, and it, you know, that's the reason I carry a gun. I shouldn't have to carry a gun, but I do because I understand the, how human nature is and how human nature nature works. There are Mm going to be bad people. And this is the exact same way. Why does war still exist? Because there will always be bad people. And the only way to, to, uh, the only thing that these people understand is, is force used against them. Yeah. You know, Biden and the administration and all the other allies could t- talk to Putin until they're blue in the face. It doesn't matter. There's nothing you can say to a man like that that's going to, you know, going to back him down and, and, you know, dissuade him from doing what he wants to do. Right. Um, but at the same time, I kind of wanted to talk about there's a lot of there's a lot of good shit coming out of of Ukraine right now. Just people, people, uh, heroic acts, um, selfless acts, things that, you know, really make people make you see the good in humanity again, rather than rather than just all this, this, you know, all the bad. Right. Um, uh, the, you saw the sunflower lady. Johnson. Yes. That makes me so happy. What a savage this lady is. And, and I, is there an actual video of this? I believe there is. I, I don't know exactly where a person can find it, but I do believe there is video of it. So essentially what she did, um, she, she walked up to a, a Russian soldier and had handed him a bunch of uh, sunflower seeds. Well, and that wasn't the whole, that wasn't the whole uh, altercation either. She, she kind of walked up to him and started asking him questions like, why are you here? Do you know why you're here? Do you know what you're, you know, don't you, don't you have things, have problems in your own country? You know, like just asking him a bunch of questions about, you know, trying to make him feel bad about being there. Right. And, and then when he kind of just wouldn't answer her, wouldn't talk to her, that's when she decided to hand him some, uh, some sunflower seeds, which was pretty savage. Cause she just kind of, you know, hands him the sunflower seeds and well, here, here, put these in your pocket, put these in your pocket. And he's like, what? Just put them in your pocket. So when we bury you, a flower will grow. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, this woman's a savage. That is the that is the most gangster shit. Oh yeah, uh, I've I've ever seen. I, absolutely I love it. Freaking love it. Like that that spirit and that mentality of like of a, a lady like that, you know, just completely unarmed, going up to a a, a soldier of an invading mm-hmm. country and having the balls to say something like that. To I've them. seen I've seen multiple accounts of shit like that happening too. It's awesome. There's been guys going up and just asking. What the hell are you doing here? Why are you here? You know, and it's just talking mad shit right to their face. Like all of you are going to die here. Do you you're like, you know, and, and, uh, there was a guy driving up to like a, uh, tank column that had run out of fuel and tanks that ran out of fuel. And this guy was just in his car, pulls up and was like, do you guys know where you're going? And they're like, or are you broke down? Or are you broke down? No, we're out of fuel. Well, do you know where you're going? No, no. And he's like, none of you know where you're going. All you guys are young punks. You don't know what the hell you're doing. You don't know where you're going. 
bunch of goddamn idiots and you think you're going to win a war here? And then you drive onto the next tank, say the same shit, you know? It was like, God, these Ukrainians aren't afraid of shit, man. They're That takes some balls, man. Talking mad shit to these guys, yeah. And it's like, and that's another thing that I've seen a lot of is people saying that the the Russian military that's there is a lot of like 19, 20, 21 year old guys poor, very poorly equipped, have no idea where they're going, what they're supposed to be doing just there. And they've been capturing a lot of these young guys and they, they basically capture them and, you know, find out who they are and they call their parents and their parents are like, astonished that their son is in the Russian military and invading Ukraine. Really? Yeah. I hadn't like, heard that. I don't know if they're, if Russia's trying to do the same shit that Ukraine's doing, like, Hey, anybody who wants to join, we'll armor, you know, we'll kit you up and send you in. I wonder if Russia's doing the same shit. I don't know. That's interesting. I did see, and, and, and a lot of these, like, a lot of this this stuff that we're saying that we will be talking about is unconfirmed reports. You know, yeah. there's all sorts of this stuff. But I did see another unconfirmed report um, saying that like a whole platoon or battalion or some shit, a, a bunch of Russian soldiers actually, once they were in Ukraine, they just laid down their weapons and they says, we didn't know we were here just to murder Ukrainians. Like, right. You know, and that, and that, but that's a lot of the problem with with a situation like this, like. Um, the Russian people, Johnson and me were talking about this a little before the show, like this is not a, a war so much supported by the Russian people, mm-hmm. um, even though it was rubber stamped by, by essentially what is like kind of the Russian Senate. Or, yeah. But that's largely an unrepresentative government mm-hmm. of, of what the people actually are, you know? Yeah. Um, so this, this is not something that's, but, the problem is that there is enough people in the military that are just, oh, this is what I was told to do, so I'm going to go do this shit. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the world's tragedies have been carried out by people who were just following orders. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's the reason the fucking Holocaust happened. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm just doing what I, what I was told, you know? The problem, the problem with a lot of like the bad people throughout history who have caused a lot of this, like Stalin, Hitler, Putin, and we kind of talked on this on the last episode is just how, how good of speakers they are, how, you know, charismatic they are, and they carry themselves with a lot of confidence and they, you know, just basically get people to like them, you know, right. just very charismatic talking and good public speakers and, you get the support of the people, even if it's, it's almost like brainwashing. Like you, if you say it in an, in a certain, say something horrible in a certain way, you can make people agree with you, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. that's what these guys are good at. Yeah. And I think, uh, a lot of times, like, and in this, in this case too, there, you know, like you said, there's a lot of guys who, they don't support what's going on and they're just, they don't in their brain, they don't understand. Like I'm doing something that goes against my own conscious, like, but 
you know, they don't think about it. They're just following orders and they do what they're told. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, that happens in our own military as well. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, but I think I think the Russians vastly underestimated um, the. I don't know what you'd call it, the the badassness, the the perseverance of the Ukrainian people. Yeah, um, because it sounds like Russia is taking absolutely massive losses. Um, the latest thing that I could find was the at, at this point the Ukrainian military is claiming that they have killed 3500 Russian soldiers um 102 tanks 14 Russian planes 8 helicopters 536 armored vehicle carriers uh 15 artillery systems so Russia, uh, Ukraine is not going down without a fight here oh, um, no. and I I think this is just absolutely I think the entire world was essentially thinking that if Russia invades Ukraine that it's just going to be over in a few days. I think I think that Russia also believed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I, think, I, 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 I don't know if Russia underestimated Ukraine or the entire world overestimated Russia. Because I've heard like John Lovell from Warrior Post said he put something out um yesterday or the day before about this and he was like i'm not i'm not worried about russia he's like honestly if it was us versus russia we could squash russia like a bug no problem so i think realistically the world has a perception of russia that they have this big super strong scary you know super badass military but i i'm starting to think that maybe it's just they yeah they got a lot of numbers well they got a bunch of unequipped kids that don't know what the hell they're doing that are part of their military. Right. Yeah. And we did spend a lot of time. Uh, well, I don't know how much time, but the U S was involved with uh, training uh, the Ukrainians uh, leading mm -hmm. up to this conflict um, and have gave, given them weapons as well as, you know, a buttload of money yeah. um, to, to help arm them. Um, but you mentioned Jonathan that you were, Ukraine totally underestimated, Russia underestimated them and are frustrated um, with the amount of resistance that they're, mm -hmm. they're getting back. And I, and I ran across an article this morning that Russia is actually deploying a, a what is it called? A TOS-1A heavy flamethrower system to Ukraine, uh, which experts say could be used to carry out war crimes if used against civilian targets. Um, basically, the uh, the heavy flamethrower system is designed for providing fire support to infantry and tanks, defeating enemy manpower from open and closed firing positions. Essentially, it's just a kind of like the missiles that it fires are just like super. They're they're filled with uh, high explosive and chemicals, and they're the explosions are kind of like just super. Basically, very, like napalm. Yes, bombs. Yes, exactly. Napalm bombs. And they, but, they're they're deploying this around cities stuff so they're thinking that the russians are frustrated with the the amount of resistance they're getting and they're going to start using shit like this which is going to result in essentially you know massive civilian casualties yeah and that's and that's i think kind of their from what i've seen and what i've read on articles and shit that's kind of their plan at this point they didn't expect this much resistance and now they're like oh shit we gotta 
we got to drum up something or we're definitely going to lose here. And they are basically trying to scare civilians from fighting. You know, they're going to start taking out civilians and targeting civilian locations and basically use fear to get Ukraine to give up. Is kind of their right. is kind of their last ditch effort because they can't do it military to military. That seems like they're not going to win that fight. So what they're going to do is start, you know, attacking causing their will. Yeah, to civilian. Fight. Yeah, attacking civilians. And you know, when you have a lot of civilian casualties, well, then you'd you'd rather give up than see all of your civilians die, basically. And right. And and at this point, Russia. I mean, kind of that is straight tough. war crimes. That oh, is yeah, straight 100%. war crimes. And and Russia's in a tough place here, um, because essentially, if they just retreat and say, "Okay, yep, we we we," you know, they can't retreat because then they go back and they, you know, their countrymen are like, "What the fuck did we just do this for? We just lost thousands of men," you mm-hmm. know hundreds of our you know tanks and, and stuff like that yeah what you know and putin would just be just be he crucified. won't i don't think he will retreat no, um he certainly won't they're talking about having negotiations now um i don't know but i've also heard that putin also said to make their um i don't even remember what he called it so something defenses ready put basically basically put the nuclear nuclear defenses defenses on high alert which he might be crazy enough that he might try something like that i don't know that's the only scary part that's the only unknown of russia that actually makes me scared like right their military is not that strong i think we probably you know could handle them but it's the fact that there's a lunatic at the head of it all, and he would be willing to literally burn the whole fucking world down if he had to, if he doesn't get his way. Right, and that's and that's the scary part about you know messing with Russia is is you, you don't know that you know it feels like that there's a like Johnson was saying a crazy man at the helm that yeah it's know, a total loose cannon you know yeah but I could see him doing. Like, uh, essentially his, his justification for why he invaded Ukraine was, um, he accused them of basically being, um, Nazis and committing genocide, which there was none of that going on. Mm. The Ukraine, I'm not going to praise the Ukrainian government and say they're a bunch of angels, but essentially mm-hmm. it was a democracy. Um, and they were on their fourth or fifth president, I think, since they were yep. founded in, I believe, 1991. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, you know better than Russia, I should say. It was a it was a yeah. democracy. Um, but essentially, what he did to justify this was he lied to his his own people, you know, about what was going on, and then he just you know. So I could see him. I could yeah, see wrote him doing, his own history book on it. Right. So I could see him doing something similar, like popping off a freaking nuke somewhere and be like, oh, the Ukrainians or the allies did this or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then using that to justify, you know, nuking, you know, yeah. wherever. I I don't think that that's that's that crazy to to see him doing, frankly. Right. 
which that's is pretty the nice. scary part. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we were talking about kind of acts of acts of heroics, and there's a uh, one of the one of the first uh, things that you heard of coming out of Ukraine was the uh, the ghost of Kiev, which mm-hmm. is that uh the the fighter jet in the let's see he's, he's flying a um, what is he flying a MiG twenty nine. Um, and they're, they're saying the rumor is that in the first 30 hours of the invasion, he personally took down six Russian aircraft. Which um, would make him the first ace of the 21st century. Yep. Ace in a day, which means, um, uh, what's an ace? Is that five confirmed kills? I think kills? it's five confirmed kills, yeah. Okay, okay. So, and who knows how many he's got, he's got now. Um, obviously, this is all unconfirmed. And this is a lot. There's a lot of this stuff going on just as uh, morale boosters for the Ukrainians. And it's I mean, it's good to see they that they certainly need um, need stuff like this. But right. um, it'd be inter- it'll be interesting to see if if this is actually uh, confirmed uh, eventually. I hope that it is. I hope so, too. That's- so. According to one widely circulated post, the ghost of Kiev supposedly shot down four Russian fighter jets, two Su-35 flankers, an Su-27 flanker, and one MiG-29 fulcrum, as well as two ground attack aircraft, so-called Su-25 frogfoots, was what he took a, took down in the first day, which is wild. I, air-to-air combat is always insane to me. It's always... I, yeah. And it doesn't really exist very much. Like obviously this would be the first one of the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Um, the first ace of the twenty first century, so that tells you how much, you know, air combat. Yeah, there's not a lot of air to air combat. No. I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of um uh, bombing, you know land yeah. and stuff like that, but that's just because generally the the nations that are getting their ass bombed don't have a don't have a but luckily the ukrainians do um also this other this, this is another unconfirmed report kind of a similar uh morale booster for the ukrainians something i saw this morning was a a soldier called the uh, ukrainian reaper um essentially what that is is just a ukrainian soldier that is supposedly racked up 20 some 20 some uh Russians already, that, he's, yeah. that he's killed um, it's just crazy to think though that this I mean this is essentially like you know World War II going on all over again all yeah. over, over in Europe like the amount of fighting is just it's just crazy and here we are sitting sitting fat and happy in our, in yeah. our little corner of the world and it's it's wild to me how much social media and the internet has changed what a what a war like this looks like right so we were talking earlier about how these guys were using like tinder and snapchat maps to find mm-hmm. out where russian soldiers were mhm it's like good lord yeah there's the way a- that this this is you know and just even the coverage that you see on instagram and Snapchat and shit like that. It's it's insane. You can really see a firsthand account of all of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, like 
back in World War One, World War Two, you know, you heard of news like, you know, days later when it mm-hmm. finally finally made its way to the newspaper or later on, you know, the radio or whatever and mm-hmm. and that shit. But now it's like instantaneous. Um, you know exactly what's going on all the time. It's pretty wild. Um John, John, you did mention that using Tinder and Snapchat and I I saw a article, and once again, this is unconfirmed report, but there's supposedly two uh, Russian troop transport planes. They're essentially uh, equal to like our C, what'd you say, C-17s? C-17s, yeah. So roughly, they would carry roughly 100 to 150 uh, soldiers in them, depending on how it was loaded out, what kind of equipment they had with them and stuff like that. But Right, right. Um, Yeah, sorry, my phone went off here for a fire page, but. Uh, they, um, sorry about that, guys. Um, I lost my train of thought, but so Johnson, we were talking about Snapchat and Tinder, and they're saying that these two C 17 planes were shot down because the Ukrainian soldiers were using, um, Tinder to find find the location of Russian soldiers. And uh, supposedly they're able to zero in on the location of these planes using that tactic which insane insane dude just can you imagine though like you know freaking you're sitting there talking to your buddy and you're like hey you got tinder yeah why don't we why don't we use it to find these fuckers and blow them out of the sky like really like (laughs) dude that's just oh my gosh that's just freaking wild yeah that's pretty insane to me that that tactic even came to somebody's mind you know I don't feel like U.S. soldiers have personal cell phones on them when they're deployed. Well, I'm sure they do. But not like, why would you take a personal cell phone on a, on a like, hey, we're going to go invade Ukraine. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, I might want Tinder. So I'm going to go, I'm going to yeah. make sure that I put this. I can't, I just don't see that happening. And it, I don't know, guys. If you were if you were deployed with U.S. military, I, I'm sure you had your cell phones with you and you're able to communicate those back home. But did you take them on missions with you? Like, well, I mean, if it's a transport plane, who's to say that they're on a mission? Yeah, they might have just been going somewhere. I yeah. Guess. So, um, I don't know. but yeah, it's uh, just even thinking of that, you know, to to be able to track those planes and. Mind blowing, yeah. But and and that's the the crazy thing. Like you were saying, the age of social media and and uh, and the times we're living in have essentially changed warfare. And I'm sure if that if that has be confirmed true, that it's going to change a lot of militaries' uh, procedures. But like, oh, hey, yeah. you don't get to bring your phone with you, right? <laughs> Let's just put out a beacon to everybody, like in the world. Hey, yeah, here I am. This is where I am. So that's pretty crazy. Um, one other pretty uh, sad, but very um, patriotic, patriotic story was the uh, was it Snake Island? Is that what it's called? Yes. Snake Island. So there is a island just off of Ukraine called Snake Island. And there was 13 soldiers, Ukrainian soldiers uh, posted up there. And a uh, Ukrainian warship, or excuse me, a Russian warship came by 
and noticed these soldiers on there, went over the loudspeaker and basically told them that they had to lay down their weapons and, and uh, surrender or they were going to be blown up. And I believe there's video of this, correct, Johnson? I don't know if there's actual video. Or just audio? Or just audio, because it may have been... It may, I think it might have been over radio, not over loudspeaker. I think it was over radio. Okay, but I I know there is there is uh, audio of it. Yeah, and uh, the soldiers basically talked among, amongst themselves, and you could hear them saying, "Well, this is it," because they knew uh, they knew what was coming. And their response to the Russian warship was says, "Russian warship, go fuck yourself." <laughs> um, and obviously, I mean, they knew that they were going to die, which they did. They were blown to smithereens uh, from the ship. Um, but just that, that, I don't even know how to. The set like, of balls on those guys. Right? right. Insane. It's, yeah, it's just, it's freaking wild. Yeah. Um, in the face of certain death, rather than say, hey, you know. I'm going to lay down or no, just go fuck yourself. And, and it's, that's just, I don't even know. I didn't even know what to say about it. That's just so awesome. Like they went out as there should be a movie made about this, about those guys. Like that's just, that's the true definition of badassery right there. I don't think it gets, gets any more badass than that. You. So. I don't know. You still there, Johnson? Yeah. I'm just trying to do some reading here. There, I was looking for um, this other guy that we wanted to talk about. There was uh, a similar kind of scenario um, with a gentleman who I cannot seem to find his name. Where was it, Sam? Vitaly, Vitaly Skakum? Skakum? Yeah. So this guy basically... So what the Ukrainians were were trying to blow up bridges um, to slow the invasion of Russians, right? So they were trying to keep the Russian tank columns and troops from moving as quickly. So they were blowing up bridges all around their major cities. And um, this Vitaly guy, he, uh, he was tasked with blowing up one of the bridges. Well, when he got there to you know, actually blow the bridge up, he realized how close the Russians were. Um, and he actually ended up blowing the bridge while sacrificing his own life in order to do so to, you know, basically stop or slow down, um, this group of Russians that was heading right towards him, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think they already said that he would, uh, he would receive as well as the 13 soldiers on Snake Island would receive posthumous, like heroes of Ukraine medals or something. Yeah, I, I saw that too. So. Um, and it, it, it does say, um, it does say that he, I think he came over the radio and said that, that, uh, he was going to blow the bridge and then almost immediately afterwards, um, according to his brothers in arms, Vitaly got in touch and said he was going to blow the bridge immediately after an explosion rang out. 
Um, so, I mean, he, he knew what he had to do and he didn't, he didn't hesitate. He just, he was resigned to his fate and, and the, uh, was willing to, to give his life to, to help slow the, to slow the advance of these Russian tanks. Crazy. Um, man, like, I, 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 that's just wild. I can't, I can't imagine being put in such a situation like that when it comes to, and it's, I mean, I know there's a lot of American soldiers that have done that even overseas, like countless, you know, have, have, have done that. But mm-hmm. I suppose it's a whole nother, a whole nother animal when it's actually your own, your own country and your own land and your own people. And I think that is something that, um, has really kind of tipped the scales in the favor of Ukraine in this whole fight is, you know, they, they might be outnumbered in every category in this, right? So as far as manpower, artillery, tanks, defenses, all of that, they're completely mm-hmm. outnumbered. But they seem to be winning this fight. And I, I really think that a lot of that is due in part to fighting for their home, fighting for their country, their people, their, you know, fighting for their families, for the, you know, keeping their families alive. I think that has a lot to do with the mindset of, and like you say, a lot of these Russian soldiers, they don't know why, you know, like they're not really in support of it. They don't really know why they're there. A lot of them don't know where they're going, what they're doing. Right. And these guys from Ukraine, they are, they know what they're fighting for. They know what they have to lose. So I think it's, uh, that's a big factor in why they're doing as well as they are being as outnumbered as they are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would tend to agree with you there. That's, uh, I think it's, I, a, I, I think it's a big factor that people don't, uh, don't, don't think about a lot, you know? Right. Right. Home, home field advantage is very, very real thing mm-hmm. in, a, in a situation like this, I believe. Well, and the threat of losing your home is a, a big, big motivator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, um, and there already are. There's tons of, you know, this was a day or two ago. I saw like fifty thousand ref- refugees are streaming out of Ukraine into the surrounding countries, um, obviously causing a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. Uh Slovakia is is right on the border there so they're receiving a lot of them. Um and actually I I I know someone um a friend of mine uh, married a girl from Slovakia and they got family over there. So they they're kind of obviously really invested in this in this situation um going on right now. Um but yeah, that's going to be an absolutely brutal uh humanitarian crisis. And in a, a nation or in a world that's already um, crushed by supply chain issues, and you know, it's going to be a nightmare getting supplies to all those uh, refugees and everything already. Yeah. So that's going to suck. Um, well, and we've got, you know, we've got soldiers in Poland, mm-hmm. and uh, basically Ukraine is trying to get as many people in the country as they can who are willing to fight. You know, there, there's ways that if you get to Europe, if you, you know, get a flight to Poland, 
and you want to fight, basically you can go to the Polish-Ukrainian border and they'll arm you up and send you in. You know, if that's something you want to do, they will absolutely. Yeah, come on. And that's been a big news news uh, thing over the past week, too, is uh, the arming of civilians. Um, You know, the government essentially said, hey, if you want to fight, here's your weapons. Mm -hmm. Come have them. Um, So what was Johnson? Are you were you aware of their their Second Amendment rights? Obviously, prior to amendment. Obviously, it's not called Second Amendment in other countries. But yes. Um, um, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with what they had. I know they weren't, they weren't allowed like concealed carry or something. And they were looking at overturning that here in the last couple of weeks. And everybody was like, well, it's a little late for that. <laughs> right. But right. That's, um, I'm but- not, I'm not super knowledgeable on what their, what their gun rights looked like. But I think it's become such a big news article lately, just especially in the Second Amendment community, is because this drives home our point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this just hammers home the reason why country needs the Second Amendment, and and it's not so much like I was there was a, I was reading a disagreement from a friend and an, a, another acquaintance, and the acquaintance was essentially like, well, what good are what good are, good are rifles going to do these people? They don't they don't need and it's like, well, yes, that person is very ignorant to what, right? What right. a person like, is capable of in times of fear and invasion like that. Absolutely, absolutely. But if you even look at, like, say, Afghanistan and Iraq and fucking Vietnam years ago, like, mm-hmm. look at what these people accomplished with essentially just that. Yes, they eventually were able to get uh, more arms, but. There's tactics that you can have that are devastating to to forces that are, you know, supposedly superior, have superior firepower. Um, but even not just that, too. It's like eventually when after that, the, that shelling and the, the airstrikes and the tanks and all that shit is, is over, you have soldiers coming in like that essentially that's the last stage of invasion is right. soldiers taking over areas and guess what is really effective against soldiers rifles yeah there you go like and and like if somebody i mean if they're coming to to do what whatever they want to do i want to be able to defend myself and my family like i don't understand why this is even a question yes they absolutely should be armed to the teeth yep and, and I mean, that's always been a sticking point. What was that? What that Japanese general say about invaded invasion there's, of the mainland? There's no way you could invade the mainland of the United States of America. There would be a gun behind every blade of grass. And, and he's not wrong. I mean, look at how hard the Ukrainians are fighting to mm-hmm. uh, to defend their homeland. Just and imagine. And they just gave out what ten thousand, fifteen thousand rifles. It's like how many registered firearms were in the United States? Like 380 million or some shit. Yeah, I'm sure it's over 400 at this point. And those are those are just guns that they know about. Yeah. By the way, (laughs) that's not that's not all those others that they have no 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 knowledge of. Um, So, yeah, I can't imagine like. 
the nightmare that it would be for an invasion invading force in, in the u.s like that cool. would just be an absolute freaking disaster yeah um but there was also the uh that one brewery i can never say that word brewery I, brewery it's <laughs> a hard word to say it is uh, <laughs> definitely it's not fun. an easy one that's the first time that I've ever said that's a hard word that you'd agree that you agreed with me, Johnson. Yeah, normally because <laughs> that's I don't know. Maybe I'm just I, I tend to slur my words. Brewery, <laughs> right? Sounds like you've been drinking there before you actually have. Yeah, the <laughs> the Pravda Brewery in Lviv, Ukraine. Um, yeah, they suspended all beer brewing activities. In order to do some other type of bottling. Uh, definitely making Molotov cocktails for residents to use against the Russians. Um, like, full-on production of Molotov cocktails. And I've seen a lot of videos of these Molotovs in use. Very, very accurate, these Ukrainians. Should all be baseball players. <laughs> I'm telling you. And they've been, like, putting out on, like, social media, they've been putting out, like, Hey, if you have rifles or Molotovs, this is if you have Molotovs, this is what you aim for to help, you know, destroy the vehicle or, you know, to disable the vehicle the fastest. If you got rifles, this is where you shoot these certain vehicles as far as their, you know, to be able to take them out or disrupt any sighting systems that they have or anything like that. Really? Yeah, they've been really putting out the information on social media to try and give everybody, you know, a fighting chance. Yeah, I'm putting out. I saw they were putting out instructions on how how to effectively make Molotov cocktails mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Um, I think those are pretty straightforward. Don't you just like fill them up? Yeah, gas in a glass jug with a rag on top, <laughs> and then you light the rag. I mean, that's really yeah, really all there is to it. Pretty yep. much, and then chuck it and, and hope it breaks when when it hits your target. Yep. Uh, but yeah, those are something that's. I mean, that's kind of a kind of a staple of of urban uh urban warfare, warfare like yeah the old molotov cocktails oh, those are definitely very surprisingly useful. effective right against yeah. you know you would think that like armored vehicles and tanks and shit it wouldn't do fuck all but pretty yeah, surprising well, curious how that does work like i mean where to like if you're out at the side of a tank, it's really not going to do much and no. burn itself out. But yeah, where where like say on a tank, where is the most effective? I don't remember. They were saying basically covering up or trying to hit any kind of sighting systems, um, like where the driver can see or the sighting window for the guns and stuff. Because once you char it up with the soot and the smoke and everything, they won't be able to see out of it. Um, but for the so, tanks, they were mostly talking about like small arms fire and shooting all the bogey wheels, the whole track system, just shoot the shit out of the track system. You'll disable it eventually. So, Interesting. so yeah. I, I assume all these tanks at this point are basically, I mean, they're completely enclosed in them and everything is just cameras. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no head sticking out or anything. To help right. Them drive. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I could see where I could see where that would be. Um, definitely. Or even like, I mean, you know, paint for, you know, whatever, if that's all you got, freaking things of paint, hawk them out there to cover it. It would essentially work the same. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, <laughs> what was that meme I saw? It's like just a meme of a guy sitting there, me reading up on how to build Molotov cocktails in case I got to use them or some shit like that. But um, yeah, that's pretty crazy stuff going on. Uh, the tr- Johnson, we talked about this uh, pre-show that that uh, supposedly was a Russian tank um, crushing that car, the guy trying to escape. Yeah, so <sighs> there was people... The discussion I saw on that stuff was all kind of with this whole um, war crimes thing. They were they're talking about how um, the prosecutor for the whatever Geneva Convention, International Convention, is uh, doing some investigation for war crimes that are happening. And there was all these people talking about, well, this tank, that armored vehicle that ran over this car, you know, this civilian car. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this video. Um, It just kind of comes off of an off street and just like makes like a half circle, almost does like a 180 and basically runs right over this car as it's driving down the highway. Um, But a lot, I've seen a few people say that that's, actually a Ukrainian tank who ran over a Ukrainian civilian. And it was just a case of um, them not really knowing how to drive that vehicle and, or a mechanical failure. And it actually just basically spun. That's why the thing didn't just crush it and then back right off it and take off again. Because they kind of were losing control, ran over the car and they got it stopped basically as it was on the car. Okay. So, um, and there was an update to that, that actually, that, that was an older man driving that and mm-hmm. he, he actually ended, he survived, yep. which was Thank shocking, God. which was shocking. I mean, I can't imagine, like, I mean, you've seen after a tank drives over a car, there, there's not much. They're pretty left. munched. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I nice don't know. to see that the guy ended up surviving there sure. and that. That kind of leads into another topic that I wanted to talk about is all the misinformation that's out there. Um, There's a ton of stuff being put out by, you know, normal news media, social media. um, And you really got to take all this stuff with a grain of salt because everybody at the beginning saw the video of this lady with the bandaged up face and all this and that. Well, that was from like, 2018 when an apartment building got bombed or something by some terrorist group or some shit. Um, There was like a CNN post of this guy who was in Afghanistan during the escape from Afghanistan, you know, when we were bailing out of Afghanistan and he was stuck there and CNN said our prayers are with this family. And now we've got the first United States death in Ukraine is this exact same guy. They named him by name in both stories. It's like, I, so there's, you got to be very careful about like, you know, and Sam, like Sam said, all this stuff that we talk about here is all just unconfirmed reports and things that we've seen, but you got to take all of that stuff with a grain of salt because we can't truly confirm what's true all these photos and videos that you're seeing right they might not be current they could be from 2014 they could be you know from a multitude of things so you kind of have to sift your way through the news yeah yeah absolutely that's a 
and and you know that's a huge problem nowadays you know i mean everybody's always talking about fake news and misinformation and mm-hmm. and in times like this it seems like the stuff that generally goes viral you know that picture of that old woman or the guy running over getting ran over with a tank you know those yeah. are both things that were you know not quite exactly what was they seemed yeah right exactly exactly um one last my last point that i wanted to make on this uh was the uh president of ukraine Zelensky, i believe is his Mm -hmm. name um he's been president since i want to say 2014 i believe yeah Um, i think so he and actually the mayor of Kiev as well. Neither of these 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 men have fled. They have they have stayed. They have donned uh, you know bulletproof vests and guns and are standing there to fight uh, with their citizens. And I, that is that that that's pretty incredible to see. You know, those both of those men could be hunkered down in a in a billion dollar bunker somewhere. Um, yeah, but they they have chosen to stay and fight, especially for the president who isn't like a military. Wasn't he like a comedy actor? I, I'm not positive on that. I'm pretty sure he sure. was a TV guy before he became president. He was like a TV comedy actor and produce TV producer, and then became president. And he's definitely sacked up. He's <laughs> right and. The U.S. was offering to get him out of there, and mm-hmm. he says, "He says I don't, I don't need to retreat. I need, I need, I need ammunition, weapons. not a ride." Right, right. Yeah. that's pretty awesome. Um, and the mayor of Kiev, he is, he is a, a million millionaire, I believe. Yeah, uh, and was a wealthy man. Wasn't he a past president as well? I think he might have been. I yeah, might, I think he and might have been. And it's now came out of retirement and is leading a battalion of people in. Keeve, it's like not a not a bunch of sissies there. They, you know, like we were kind of talking about earlier in January sixth when the you know the the siege of the capital, the insurrection. <laughs> yeah, they uh, there was there was a picture that I had seen that was you know our leaders in quotes leaders, and it was them laying on the carpet, hunkered down, hiding behind their chairs and shit. And then it was like Ukraine's leaders and, you know, it's them standing there with armor on and guns in their hands and shit. It's like, there's a big difference there. There is nobody. I don't see anybody in our uh, current presidential administration that would even stay in the country. No. And we have a much larger country than Ukraine. Ukraine's just about the size of Texas. And... There ain't no way they'd even stay in the country. They would be long gone if Russia was invading the United States. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of these, a lot of these lawmakers and stuff, they they compare to January sixth to like Pearl Harbor and Pearl mm-hmm. Harbor nine eleven, and I think one of them even says they they have like post traumatic stress disorder from it. It's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, yeah, a bunch of unarmed people walked into a public building. Oh my god, it must be terrifying. Right. Right. Like, yeah. So that's what I don't understand is they act like this is it's not Fort Knox. It's a public building. We own it. We, the people own this public property. Right. 
Right. Well, and that <sighs> just too goes to show the the difference of culture um, from over there until over here. You know. Yeah, they understand what the term leader means. Yeah, absolutely, and hundred hundred percent. And and I've always kind of been taught, um, you know, in business even and 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 life that you know a leader you don't just tell people what to do if if you're not willing to do it yourself. Don't expect your people to do it. You're not. You're not a leader. You're not. Yep. No, that's just you. You better get in there and, and get your hands dirty with with a lot of them and. Well, there's a difference um, between a boss and a leader. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely, and and we're seeing we're seeing that difference and 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 their leadership as com- as compared to ours. Uh, I hope and, it's an eye opener for people. I do too. I do too. Um, yeah, and 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 kind of, you know, it's 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 interesting to see, and it's and it's hopeful to see, like. You know these people willing to stand up to to this evil and fight for freedom, mm-hmm. and then you know you got the you got the Canadian truckers still still fighting their own way um, for those free for their freedom. And this sounds like there's a there's a convoy started um, in the U.S. now yep. headed to uh, headed to D.C. So it'll be interesting to see what materializes out of that. Yeah, um, but just like. And and I've said it before, just driving home the point one more time, like the, the difference of culture, like how disconnected Americans are with reality. Uh, you know, we're so concerned with with, you know, misgendering someone or what bathroom they use or if someone has microaggressions and all this bullshit when none of that stuff matters. You know, the this the, this is the thing that matters, you know, being able to protect your loved ones and your country and all that like that's ultimately you know what matters none of this bullshit that everybody in the US cries about all the time it's just you know it's it's disheartening to see how far our country has fallen from you know our willingness to to kick so much ass in world war 1 and 2 until the point we are now you know it's yeah well it's unfortunate but i think People are understanding, people are beginning to understand the whole uh, hard men create easy times, easy times create weak men, weak men create hard times. Yep. And that's yep. and that's where we're at. Weak men in charge are creating hard times for the world. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's when when you when you just ooze weakness like our current administration, this is exactly what happens. Yep. Um Last thing, last thing I have written down on this is uh, the the Elon Musk uh, deal. Was yeah. it the Ukrainian government? Or the Ukrainian president tweeted at him, or somebody? Somebody. Else? I don't think it was the president, but it was somebody tweeted at him, and uh, he's like, "Yep, here you go. <laughs> Set up uh, Starlink. They're you know, basically blocking Russia from." you know taking out ukraine's internet access yeah yeah so um yeah they somebody tweeted at him and said that they could really use use starlink over there and he he done went and got it hooked up and and got it running over there for him and he said more more hubs are on the way and i i don't i don't know exactly what that means but i i assume um the receiving devices so they can have the internet over there yeah um, so that's pretty cool that you know somebody just tweets at him. He's like, "Done, 
Yeah. It's like it's like dumb and dumber handing out here you go, here you go, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Have some internet. Have some internet. Yeah. Whoa me. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that's a pretty cool deal. Good on him. Um and that doesn't even surprise me even a little bit that that Elon Musk could do that. That's that's just kind of the kind of the fella he is. So that's pretty sweet. Yep. He cares um, about freedom and he cares about people. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I believe was he an immigrant or were his parents immigrants? I believe he was born in South Africa. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he's got a little bit of a different world view um yeah. than all of us American born citizens too. So yeah. that's uh pretty awesome. But um got any other topics you wanted to touch on over there, Johnson? Not really. Um kinda Kind of, this was the important thing, and uh, you know, needed to get needed to get our our opinions out on this stuff. And um, but as far as unrelated topics, I I think uh, semi unrelated. Buy ammo, people. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, buy ammo. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you think that do you think that seeing this there will be an uptick in sales of like guns, ammo, armor, shit like that? I do. I mean, a, a certain uptick to the to the extent I I'm not I don't know how much. Won't be as much as an election uptick. Right, right. Um yeah. So I, I could see a little bit. It's not going to be anything sh- shattering or anything, yeah. I don't think. But but I like you said, uh, you mentioned the word uh, eye-opening a while back about, you know, um, I think this might be might be a little eye-opener for a lot of people. You know, it's been a while since the, the world has seen serious conflicts such as this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, we've been in a war in Afghanistan and, and Iraq, um, you know, for a long time. But we're finally out of there, and and now there's this threat again in the world, like that the world hasn't seen for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's going to open up a new, um, you know, at least a way open people's eyes to be to being more prepared. Yeah. I sh- I should say. Yeah. Um, I I know that this this only drives home the point of why I you know why I prepare. Um, so I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes to it, to it as well. And I, and I think I might go and I think I might buy some more ammo today. Just, just, just cause yep. I ordered yep. a shitload of bullets, uh, just the projectiles the other day. Those are going to show up next week. I'm going to keep stocking up on that shit, obviously to make my own goodies. Um, yep. But yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah, this, like I said, this was kind of a different episode, but we, we felt it, it was kind of important to share our thoughts on it. And, and two, like, just, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight some of the, some of the morale boosters and the, you know, a little few of the, the acts of, uh, heroism, um, that are coming out. So I think, I think that's important to highlight those rather than just the, the gloom and the suffering and then, yeah. um, you know, the bad, the bad shit. So uh, I, I think, you, I think there's a lot to be learned. I yeah. think 
I think a lot of Americans need to open their eyes to it and try and learn as much as they can from it. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I would agree. I would agree. So, um, I might, I might, since this was not recorded live, I might, um, see if I can just push out the, the raw audio onto the podcast, like right away. Mm -hmm. Um, because generally this isn't scheduled to be published for another eight days. Mm -hmm. And in that amount of time, there could be very significant, um, changes, changes in the entire situation. And then this will be, will be old news. So mm -hmm. I might just put out the unedited, the unedited version immediately just to podcast servers. Yeah. Um, I think that would probably be a good idea. And then I will eventually when it's time to, when it's actually going to be scheduled to, to, to be published, maybe I'll just, um, swap out the, the edited and polished, polished up version a little bit then. That way you guys can kind of stay on top of stuff. So maybe I think we just post it and run with it. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I guess, uh, Johnson, unless you got anything final to add, that's all I got to, that's all I got to chat about today. I don't. Well, thanks guys for sticking around. Johnson, thanks for, uh, thanks for, for, uh, hosting this and, and yeah. making this, making this happen. Um, hopefully we'll be back on, um, coming up on Wednesday. And as of right now, we got a guest scheduled to be on. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so. Yeah, guys, thanks for sticking around. Um, make sure that, uh, you're doing, uh, doing your part to be prepared and to, uh, to ensure that, that everybody is good in your life and is, is, is ready for the worst, even if the worst is maybe just a tornado or, you know, a, a storm or, or something like that. But at the, at the very worst, you know, we, we see what could actually happen and we're very blessed to live in a country that you know we don't have to deal with that or we haven't had to deal with that ever um or at least for a very very long time so yeah. um and if you see any any ways that you can contribute to those in ukraine whether that's financially or however else uh, make sure that make sure that you're taking advantage of that because um those people are fighting a very very difficult fight and uh, we pray for them and, and pray for their safety and um Hope, uh, hope God is with that, with them and, and, and they can, they can come out victorious out of this. So we will, we will see in the coming days though. But, um, so yeah, that's all we got to talk about today, guys. Thanks for sticking around. We appreciate it. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, until then, make sure you're checking out, uh, lifeshortlivefree.com for past episodes as well as on major podcast providers. You can actually watch the videos on YouTube. This is a video podcast as well. So make sure you're checking that out. Check us out live every other Wednesday night on lifeshortlivefree.com, as well as on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Streaming live on all those services at uh, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. You can join in on the conversation, have some beers with us, and, and uh, make your opinion heard live with us. And, uh, yeah, guys, we appreciate it. So we talk to you next time. Remember, life short, live free. God bless. God bless the United States of America. God bless this. Thank you.